One time in the holy of city of Tzfat in the mid-16th century, at that time in the 1500s when in Tzfat lived within a couple of blocks from each other, some of the greatest luminaries of Jewish history, Rabbi Yosef Karo, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, the Arizal, and his Rebbe, the Ramak, whose Yortzeit is coming up the 23rd of Tammuz, and many, many other holy people lived in that place in that time. But you know, at that time in that place, there also lived, as in every time and place since the beginning of Jewish history, there lived some very simple, simple Jews, simple people, not very learned and not particularly very bright. And you know, in those days, it was before today when, you know, for some reason, people decided that everyone has to learn Gemara and for you know, my grandfather didn't know how to learn Gemara. My grandfather learned Mishnah. He was a great Jew. He never knew how to learn Gemara. For some reason today, they decided everyone has to learn Gemara, even girls. You know, Rav Salavechik said that girls that are smart, that want to be able to embrace Talmudic learning, should it. But now they've made it that girls should be able to also hate Gemara learning. Anyway, I digress. But back then, it wasn't expected that all Jews had to know how to learn Gemara. So there were Jews that served Hashem with full hearts and were high spiritual levels, served Hashem with Tehillim and with Mishnah. Anyway, so in that city of Tzvat, there was one such Jew that went to a shir on Shabbos. On a Shabbos afternoon, there was one of the rabbis, one of the other rabbis in the town of Tzvat, because besides these great holy luminaries that lived there, there was also some other rabbi was giving a class on a Shabbos afternoon, and a simple Jew went to this class, and he heard the rabbi was giving a shiur about the idea of the lechem haponim. The lechem haponim were the showbread in the Beis HaMikdash. In the temple, when you would enter the sanctuary, going towards where the Holy of Holies were, you would enter the building. So straight ahead was the Holy of Holies, and in front of you was the golden altar upon which the incense was sacrificed. To the left was the menorah, and to the right was the shulchan, the table, upon which were two columns. Each one had six loaves of bread. That's why we, one of the reasons we have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos, rem- reminding ourselves of the Lechem upon him. And corresponding to the Lechem upon him, the two stacks of the showbread that were in the Beis HaMikdash. And this Jew sat in this class in Tzvat, as this rabbi would explain, that the Torah says that they would bring this showbread every week. On Friday, they would bake it. And they would put it on the Shulchan. And they would take off, because the Torah says, Lechem Apanim Lefanai Tomit. Hashem says in the Torah and Parshas Amor that there has to be this Lechem Apanim on the Shulchan Lefanai Tomit always. There always has to be this bread on the Shulchan right in front of the Holy of Holies. So as the the Gemara explains, the Mishnah explains in Menachis, that the Kohanim, the priests, would bring on Friday the new freshly baked bread, and as they were putting it on the table, there would be other Kohanim, another set of priests, that would be taking off simultaneously the bread from the previous week, so that there should not be even a split second that there shouldn't be bread on the table, because the Torah says that the lechem aponim lefanai tomid, there always, always has to be bread on the table. And, of course, we know one of the miracles we know from the Chazal, that Hashem would make it, that the bread that would be taken off 
on Shabbos, the new bread would be taken off, would still be hot, even though it sat there the whole week on the Shulchan. When they would take it off and the Kohanim would eat it on Shabbos, it would be as if it was freshly baked fresh, even though it had sat there the whole week. But this simple Jew was sitting there in the shir and listening. And, and by the way, I, I hope everyone understands, when I keep saying simple, like my grandfather was simple. It's the type of simplicity that I strive towards. It's a simple means, like Rav Nachman said, that the deepest thing in the world to be is a simple Jew. A simple Jew means to be full-hearted and be completely in the present and now and full-focused on serving Hashem as you are with who you are. And people that that are think that they're smart, you often have a hard time doing that. But anyway, so this simple Jew is sitting there in the class and he's hearing that Hashem is demanding that there should always be bread on the table. That in the Beis Hamikdash, when there was a temple in Jerusalem, Hashem wanted that there should always be this bread on the table. And by the way, we're in the three weeks, which is a time we're supposed to be learning about the Beis Hamikdash. So this Jew, this simple Jew, a Jew full of heart, a heart full of love, like they say in Lehm is, this Jew hears that Hashem wants there to always be bread on the table. He assumes it means that Hashem is hungry. That Hashem wants there to be bread because Hashem is hungry. But like he knows that it's been over a thousand years at that point. We're talking in the 16th century. It's been over a thousand years, 1,050, 1,500 years since the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. And so he got scared that what's Hashem eating? So he ran home to his wife and he told his wife that she should bake some loaves of bread for Hashem. And she, of course, listened because she obviously was a special, beautiful soul like her husband. And so that week, she baked an extra two loaves of bread for Hashem. And Friday, this Jew ran to shul when he was sure nobody was looking. And he ran to the Aron Kodesh, to the ark, where the Torah scrolls are. And he put the two loaves of bread so Hashem could finally, after 1,500 years, have some bread to eat, some fresh bread to eat. And of course, this Jew was so excited, Shabbos morning, he would see... If Hashem would, if Hashem ate his bread, but that Friday late afternoon, right before Shabbos, the rabbi of the shul, the rabbi of that shul of Tzfat, came to check the Torah scrolls to make sure they were in the right place to get it ready to read from the Torah scroll the next morning. And lo and behold, he sees in the ark, right next to the Torah scrolls, loaves of bread, a chutzpah. Somebody put it. So the rabbi takes them. I don't know, he takes them and, uh, he's, uh. and the next Shabbos morning, the next day, they open up the Aron Kodesh and this Jew, our simple Jew, looks and the loaves of Chal are gone. So he knows that Hashem ate them. And so of course he runs home and he tells his wife and they're so excited. And so of course the following week they bake again the loaves of bread of challah and they put it in the Aron Kodesh and the rabbi comes again and oh my God, who's this idiot that's going against halacha and putting the loaves of bread and it's not what you're supposed to do and who's this idiot? And then the next Shabbos morning the Jew sees that Hashem ate his bread again and this goes on for a couple of weeks and he's so excited that finally after 1500 years Hashem is getting bread to eat. Until finally it happens that the rabbi catches the Jew putting the bread. And the rabbi scolds him, yells at him, gives him musr. What are you, crazy? Hashem is hungry. He explains to him, ah, Hashem hung. what are you, crazy? Hashem doesn't need your bread. And the end of the story is that a few days later, the Arizal meets this rabbi. And he said that Hashem was very upset. That from the time the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, there was nobody that 
gave Hashem such pleasure in such a beautiful, deep, sincere, simple, beautiful way like this Jew. And the Arizal said that Hashem was really mad at that rabbi, and something terrible happened to that rabbi. Because you see, that Jew tapped into the point of beauty, that Jew and his wife... They tapped into the point of beauty. They weren't afraid to stop being a walrus. They understood that to be sincere, of course, no one's talking about doing something against halacha. And the silliest thing is when someone intelligent pretends to be simple. The point is that being authentic means to always remember God gave you the Torah. You're God's only child. God gave you the Torah. God wants a relationship with you. How are you going to feed God? 